Peter King has Will Anderson coming to Detroit. Nick Baumgartner joins us on a Tuesday. Locked on Lions. You are locked on Lions. Your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is a Tuesday episode of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tuesday, April 25th and a Wednesday, April 26th. The Athletics' Nick Baumgartner will join us coming up momentarily. Again, he writes for TheAthletic.com, does a great job covering the draft, the college game, the pro game. We'll get Nick's thoughts on what the Lions are going to do at 6-18 and also in the second round. We also got to discuss Peter King's, uh, Peter King's mock draft a little bit from uh, Pro Football Talk and, and all of that, the uh, Football Morning in America column. We'll get to that momentarily. But folks, we are two days away. Two days away from the draft. So exciting. Can't wait. You can follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And of course, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And also, free and subscribing, you can subscribe, on the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Thank you for doing that, uh, making us your first listen. And, of course, we're your team every day. We're here each and every day talking about the Detroit Lions. Uh, I promised you yesterday on Mock Draft Monday that we were done with Mock Drafts, but I thought Peter King had a very interesting column in his Football Morning in America piece uh, that came out yesterday. He's got the Lions at number six taking Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama, with Jalen Carter going off the board to Seattle at five and Tyree Wilson going number two to Houston. I think this would be a monster break for the Lions to get Will Anderson. I've seen some Will Anderson slander around there, out there, but he didn't really have a great season this past year, and he lucked into some sacks and everything else. But as uh, Peter King wrote, quote, most interesting quote from a GM in the market for an edge rusher, Tyree Wilson's a swing for the fences, Will Anderson's a solid double, end quote. Imagine putting Will Anderson from Alabama on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson. Sign me up. I am all for it. At 18, Peter King takes Deontay Banks, the cornerback from Maryland, and writes, quote, storyline I would urge you not to buy with the gambling suspension of Jamison Williams. Look for the Lions to consider seriously diving into the receiver market here. Nope. Once the Lions found out the ban would be for six weeks, they figured they wouldn't upset their draft plans and take a wide out early after jettisoning Jeff Okuda to Atlanta pre-draft. The Rising Banks is a strong candidate here. End quote. I want to get uh, Nick Baumgartner's thoughts on Deontay Banks. We'll do that coming up. I would have no issue at all with Will Anderson at 6 and Deontay Banks at 18. I wouldn't at all. You're adding more defense. Do I think the Lions need to get a receiver at some point in this draft? Yes. Would Osiris Torrance fit at 18 or another offensive lineman? Absolutely. But Banks is a really good football player too. And I don't think the Lions would go wrong. They could get Will Anderson at six. We'll all jump for joy. I just think he's a really special player. Yeah. Was he better two years ago than this past year? Sure. But he's a really, really good player. And I think teams would be stupid to pass on Will Anderson that high in the draft. All right. Nick Baumgartner from The Athletic is going to join us coming up next. Love talking to Nick. We're going to do that. Got to tell you about FanDuel, of course, the official sports betting partner, the Lockdown Podcast Network, and 
the NFL. Uh, we got NHL playoffs heating up. We got Canadian bacon with Mraz. We've got the NBA playoffs going on right now. LeBron and his theatrics last night. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. You can wager on anything you want. Seriously, don't miss your chance at that no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, here we are, folks, two days before the draft. Nick Baumgartner of TheAthletic.com, who has written uh, so many pieces and has collaborated, of course, with Colton Pouncey as well, who covers the Lions. We had Colton on last week. Always respect Nick's opinions, love the uh, analysis he does on these college players, and he joins us today here on the show. Nick, great to see you. What's up, man? How are we doing? Good, buddy. Good, buddy. I, uh, you and I were talking before I hit record about my Kalijah Kansi pick. and you're- <laughs> That's right. You're backing me. I appreciate that. Well, hey, look, I mean, I you explain. I don't know if I'm backing you, but you explained <laughs> it. You explained it, and I heard you out because, you know, look, look, like I'm not going to take Elijah Cansey there, I don't think, in this draft. But, like, the, the situation is that if you don't want a corner, then you're not going to take Jalen Carter. Right. And the board falls the way it's probably going to fall one way or the other. I mean, some things could happen, but what are you going to do? And I – that's the rub. Colton and I took a corner, as people know. So, you know, yeah. it's, uh, a lot of people don't like that. They just, you know, that's not their bag. And I, I get it. But it's also kind of like, you know, if you finish with two picks in that first round and that's it, or if you trade back in, it just gets two good players, gets, get two starters and move on. <laughs> like, you know, and I think that's where you're at because they're good enough now to just add pieces and then go compete. And I think that's that's what I like about this. What do you honestly think is going to happen in two nights? Like, if you had to, like – Put money. Oh, we don't want to put money down because you know two 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 Rod Wood Drive. We can't is, do that. Is now two 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 Las Vegas Boulevard after last week. <laughs> Jay, That's right. Jay, and Jamison Williams is on Instagram at the fight the other night in Vegas. Like, dude, uh, what are you doing? Give it a night off, Jamo. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a betting man, Nick, what's going to happen uh, in two nights in forty eight hours? So you know the the. I think Bryce Young is going to go one and start the whole thing there. What the Texans do is still sort of up in the air. I would take Stroud. I would just take the quarterback. I could understand why they won't. Uh, they have so many more things that they need to fix. They could wait a year and all this. But I would take Stroud. Um, you know, and then three is where I wonder what sort of happens. Is, are the Cardinals open for business if that, in fact, happens? Uh, that's where I've talked about, you know, if you're the Lions, do you call them and try to get up there for Will Anderson? Or, you know, Wilson, if you like him better, but I would probably like Anderson. Um, so I guess the big question for me is, are there going to be two or three quarterbacks in the top four? I I really think it's going to be, I think it should be three, but it might be two. And that's going to leave you at a really weird spot. So I think either way, the Lions are more than likely, and it's a probably not by a wide margin, going to be in the situation we just talked about. Like, it's either Jalen Carter or a corner. You know, was, I, I don't know if Wilson's going to make it. I don't think Anderson's going to make it. And that's really all we're talking about. They're not taking a quarterback. So, you know, that's sort of the situation you're in. And I guess you're you're hoping that maybe 
somebody falls and you can trade it. And I guess that's probably the biggest thing you're looking at right now. Where, yeah, you guys uh, obviously did mock uh, Witherspoon. Um, we, we took Gonzalez, and people were like, what oh, are that's you right. doing? We took, <laughs> well, that was my question was, what, yeah. you know, Gonzalez and Witherspoon. Right. You guys have gone back and forth now for a few yes. weeks in your, in your pieces about those guys, but what, what made you do that? Yeah, they're so close, and it's it's interesting, especially with those two, because they're two different players, and I think that Witherspoon, so many people like him because he's intense and he's a you know a dog, as they say. You know, he's Aaron Glenn kind of guy, right? I think he fits everything that Aaron Glenn wants to be about, everything Jeff Okuda wasn't, right? Like, you know, and this is, this is that type of guy, that type of confident athlete. But then again, Gonzalez is a better athlete. He's pretty confident in, in his own right. He's quieter, I suppose, but I think he's the better overall player and probably the better piece long-term because I, I don't think I'm drafting too many guys just because Aaron Glenn. And I, I would trust Aaron Glenn's opinion, but Brad Holmes is going to be here for the long haul. And Aaron Glenn is, you know, if they win a playoff game or make the playoffs, Aaron Glenn's out of here. So I think that Gonzalez for me is the best corner on the board. I would be very comfortable putting him in with everybody that they've, you know, signed and added uh, in, in recent, you know, months and all this. And, um, but I would prefer an edge, I guess, is what I, <laughs> is what I would land on. So that's where I'm at with it. Nick Baumgartner with us from the athletic.com. Um, when you, when you talk about trading back, I mean, will Tennessee, will Washington, mm. would, would you think some of these teams are moving up to get Richardson or do you think, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I think the Colts are taking Levis if he's there over Richardson, just based on their history, right. but how do, you, how do you kind of view that? Yeah, I mean, that's a big question. And it, it could be either or, right? Like, do you like Levis or Richardson? It, it's one of the two. Especially, and if CJ falls, then you're in even more business, possibly. And I've wondered that for some time. And the, Washington has been so weird. Uh, I was there at the Combine when Ron Rivera was trying to talk, tell us all how much Eric Bianami loves Sam Howell coming <laughs> out of the draft. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, they, okay, yeah, the Chiefs loved Sam Howell. I got it, right? So I don't know what they're really doing. Um, I don't know if they're trying to, like, lay low and make a move or wait till next year. Uh, you know, they've been somebody I've thought about for Levis or Richardson. Uh, Tennessee, of course, sitting there uh, is another one. And I just still will not rule out Atlanta. I know that they've talked about Desmond Ritter, like he's their guy. But, I mean, I don't know if I see the same thing. And I don't know if I believe him. So, like, I'm not so totally sold that they're going to pass either. You mentioned before about Gonzalez and Witherspoon and just having this cornerback conversation. And I talked about it on the show yesterday. Where would they play this season? I, I get the whole argument of, yeah. well, they only have Sutton and Lucas uh, under contract beyond this season at corner. But Will mm -hmm. Harris, Jerry Jacobs, you know, uh, Gardner Johnson, um, Mosley. I mean, you drafting a kid at six to play corner that might not be on the field. I, I have a hard time well, believing that. I think he would be on the field, and I think that that would be more of a situation. Of course, there'd be pressure there, right? You'd have to throw him into a, a pretty contested mix. Uh, I think he would be on the field, but I think in a lot of ways, like we've seen with these Lions guys, um, especially the young guys, they don't they wouldn't overwhelm them. You know, I think it would be like they last year. Aiden Hutchinson's probably the one guy, and Sewell. But so many of these other rookies, they've been able to like ease in, and I think it's they've been better for it. Kirby Joseph was that way, so. Yeah, I think you'd get in there, but that's a good point. They have a lot of guys, you know. With this place, just like I don't know, you know, it's a tough one. When, when folks talk about, they're all like, they say, "Well, 
what quarterbacks did he really go up against this year? <laughs> uh, and obviously in the game against Michigan in your backyard, uh, that was not McCarthy's best game per se. But when you right. watch the tape on Witherspoon, is that a is that fair to say that he went up against a, a lousy crop of Big Ten quarterbacks? So, you know, he did have to play Ohio State and he did have to play McCarthy. And like you said, it wasn't McCarthy's best day. But he, he probably had something to do with that a little bit, I'd say. And I think I do think that's a valid thing that isn't brought up probably a, enough because a, one thing that the Witherspoon truthers or defenders or what I want to say come out with is you know, he's often graded higher in a lot of the efficiency metrics and things like that. Uh, because I think if you look at the quarterbacks that Gonzalez was facing in the Pac-12 uh, and the offense is more specifically, that's really what it is, Matt. Like he's not facing a, you know, Witherspoon's facing a pretty easy <laughs> offensive slate there outside of Ohio State. Yeah. Michigan, maybe if Purdue wants to have a nice day, but I think that definitely is part of it when I look at the whole picture. The slander that's out there now on Will Anderson and Stroud, both, which is the more unfair in your mind right what's now? What's the so the slander on what's the slander on Anderson? Well, exactly. I just heard Greg Cosell the other day say, you know, it's not that high of an impact guy. Or, oh boy. Yeah, know. okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, that's more the slander on Stroud, I can I think that's an overreaction, but I can at least understand it because it's they're panicking about the the S two scores and the cognitive leaks. And you know, you could watch CJ's tape and say, yeah, he's a he's got a little bit of that fields. You know, he would stand there in the pocket too long or hold the ball too long and not get rid of it. Um, but Anderson, man, I think he gets dinged because two years ago he had that ridiculous season that was probably more productive than Hutch. It was more productive than what Hutchinson did at Michigan for crying out loud. And Anderson yeah. was like a sophomore. And then last year when he's got all the attention and he's getting the Bosa treatment from all these guys who all know he's going to be the number one pick in the draft and we're all trying to make our name on him and we're chipping him and grabbing I mean, you know, his numbers go down. And he plays at Bama. Like, that, that's not – if you're a superstar on Alabama's defense and the same thing goes for Brian Branch, then you're really good. If you can make it through all of that talent and all of the BS that Saban puts those guys through and come out the other side and still be a star, then I usually bet on that – defender to do really big things i think that's will anderson all the way a lot of talk with nick about number six let's get into number 18 a little bit and of course friday and saturday too we'll do that coming up next nick baumgartner with us from the athletic does a, a fantastic job uh miss him covering a u of m because i thought he was the best there but uh he's awesome with the athletic we love uh, having him on the show here unlocked on lions a little tuesday edition we are 48 hours away from the draft Oof. all right nick so at 18 I know you, you mocked, uh, you did your mock, but how will it play out? Do you think, yeah. and who, who, what, what guys that you think would be sitting at eighteen that Brad Holmes would run the card up for? Yeah, this is one where I'm really interested to see if there's a trade market here. You know, like I'm, I'm curious to see if the tight end group does anything, or if the receiver group does anything. Because I'm, I'm not sold that we're we're going to see a receiver go before fifteen. Uh, I think we're going to wait a second there, and if the Lions are holding a card, you know, and you got all the receivers there and all those tight ends, and it's an elite tight end group. That's for real. Uh, maybe like if Dallas or New York or the Chargers wants to jump up, that's what I've been really curious about because I would love to do that if I'm them. Get off that pick. get a, Just get one more because you're going to get a starter one way or the other somewhere in the 20s, and you're going to get another one with the addition to it. But if they were to stick, you know, uh, that's where it's like, you know, Cansey's still there. Would they like the length? I don't know, but I think he'd work well with McNeil. Uh, Miles Murphy, I think, is going to be there. If you don't want to take a corner, I think you got Deontay Banks, uh, the kid from Maryland. I like him a lot. I think he's worthy of that 
spot. Uh, and then one guy that we actually took in our mock on a trade down, but I would, I'd probably take him at 18 is uh, Brian Brisset from Clemson. And I, I got a lot of the uh, jokes, you know, that right up Holmes's alley, you know, a defensive lineman with uh, injury history and all, and all this. Like, <laughs> hey, look, I got it. I got it. You know, yeah. but I, I think there's a lot of talent here with that kid. And he's been down on a lot of boards for production and the injury. And, you know, his younger sister passed away last year. And he had to deal with that. It's been a l- rough three years, but you know, all reports are that he works his butt off. And I think he's got that edge that he'd fit really well here. I would look for him somewhere too. If, if he's still on the board. It's interesting because with Brissy, he was a top 10 guy in a lot of mocks in November and December, and he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Big time. Um, But he kind of fits that Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes mold. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we'll have to see about that. You said you like Banks, the corner from Maryland. Any chance he slips to round two if they don't get a corner before that? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I'm almost more, I'd almost rather be, or not rather, I'd almost be more worried that he wouldn't be there at 18 than he would to fall out. I, I think he's a legit, legit first rounder. Like I think Forbes and Clark Phillips would be there in round two. And I, and that's the other thing to bring up. If you don't want to take a corner at, at either spot, because that's, you know, certainly on the table for them. If they don't want to, you got guys like Darius rush, the kid from South Carolina, who's really, really good. Um, DJ Turner kid here at Michigan who ran that four two. I mean, he's a good football player. Those are guys that are going to be there in the second round Forbes, Cam Smith, it's a deep corner class. So I understand the hesitation from people who are like, I don't want to do, you know, even though Gonzalez or Witherspoon would be the best in the group, I get why people are like, I'd rather wait. Because Banks is, you know, he's a really good player too. If you got him at 18, pretty good ad. All right. So Jamison Williams is going to sit out the first six games. Mm-hmm. That means there's more of a an issue now, or there's more of a, you know, uh, urgency now to get a receiver. I mean, Quintez Sivas is now off the team. Yeah, he's out. Who, right. Yeah, who do you like at eighteen? You mentioned some receivers falling. There's a big crop of guys right in that area. Right. Who, who's your guy you like? So in that chunk there, you know, I wouldn't if I'm the Lions. My favorite of the whole group is Smith and Jigba. I, I, he's my guy from the whole. That he's just the most unique of the whole bunch. He's he can be too expensive for Detroit. I wouldn't do that because I think you can get if you're the Lions, really good value in the second or third. You've got guys like. Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, they're like oddly sized or they're a little small, we'll say, but whatever, they make plays and they get up near. A.T. Perry, who's a big X receiver from Wake Forest, who I think is going to be there a little later. Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt, the kids from Tennessee. Um, I mean, shoot, if you wanted to wait, Matt, and like call Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Like there's a lot of guys like that that really do fit. And I think just get a a couple of uh, pros in here, you know, like a – that's what you really need because you got Williams and you're hoping he becomes like the firework guy, like the big take the top off and everything else. And to me, St. Brown is like the definition of a professional football player. Like he's just so good at everything he does. If you get one more guy like that, that's a little bit bigger, maybe in those middle rounds, I'd like that. There's a, you've got Michael Wilson from Stanford could be one of those type of guys. There's a lot of guys in there. You look at the lion roster and you go, all right, they've been, lathering up Vitae for the last few weeks and saying how good he looks <laughs> again and how, and, and how you know his teammates love him Decker was oh, saying that I love and I, he is a great guy but yeah I get it <laughs> I but, get but it's going. like what about right guard you know yeah. I took Torrance I, I've traded up to take Torrance in the, in the in the lockdown mock but could Osiris be 18 or or is there a name we're forgetting right now yeah I wouldn't take Osiris at 18 but I would look at guys like Chandler Zavala down there in the second. Uh, I, I don't know if I would take a 
you know, the one thing that had has come up is if you go back to six and like, would you take Peter Skaronsky? Yeah. Would you? Would you? Because he, he's a guard and a tackle. And when we talk about the dream scenario of whenever Taylor Decker's done, whether that be he plays until he retires or he's just plays until he can't, you know, go and the Lions move on. You, Sewell moves or you have the next guy there with him. You have two future, you know, stud tackles. I do not hate that idea. Like, and I wouldn't rule something like that out. That would be the only thing I would do, though, uh, offensive line-wise, probably in the first round. Otherwise, I'd probably wait because I think you can get some pretty good guards that would fit, uh, you know, right in there between two great players. That's the thing to remember. The guy is going to slide between Ragnow and Sewell. He doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> no. He just has to be breathing, like in no. some ways, right? <laughs> and I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, we had Steve Avila on the show Friday. He, what oh, a I great, love him. What a great yeah. kid. Yeah, He's I awesome. love that guy. If he was there in the second round, that would be one that I would definitely consider. You got guys like Cody Maw, but Avila is one of my favorites in the whole draft. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, I think he played five spots at, at, uh, at TCU. Yeah. I mean, he's a legit dude. What about tight end? Uh, Kincaid, Mayer, where, where do you stand on those guys? Yeah, so I think that uh, I wouldn't do the tight end for the Lions at 18. Um, that's because, again, I think that there's more depth there. I think it'll sort out Kincaid and Mayer will be one and two in some capacity. And then we'll see if Musgrave or Darnell Washington slips into the first round. I don't think it'll be both, maybe neither. Um, and I do think when Detroit comes back up in the second, unless they add or move around, uh, they could get one of those guys. If they, you know, Darnell Washington feels like a great fit here. Like, I mean, from everything he could give you in the, in the run game, um, I think he's a more valuable pass catcher than, than a lot of people seem to think because of his athletic testing. But man, like he looks like he's like Dan Campbell, like when he was a yeah. player, <laughs> like that's yeah. what it reminds me of. And and I got to think that Dan Campbell has seen that and those guys have noticed that and they have value for they have roles for a guy like that. So I looked at him a lot and I think he'd be the best fit of that whole group. All right. Final thing, Nick, you know, it's coming quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I mean, day three. And is there a, is there a guy you like that, you know? Later on that uh, you could develop here. I know it's never yeah. been the Lions MO, but here we no. are. It's definitely time to do it. I mean, right? It, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. I think the original <laughs> thought was like maybe you can get Hendon Hooker in like the third round or and the dream, you know, he can be your quality backup who develops into a low key start. That's not I don't think that's gonna happen. He's gonna go too early. But I look at guys like uh Clayton Toon from uh Houston, who's an athletic passer who's who can get better and could do some different things, or uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the kid from UCLA, who can run around and do some different things. It gives you a different look. Like, it's not just if Goff gets hurt, who can come in and, and help you get to the next level. It's I think sometimes the Lions give up a lot by not having that athletic quarterback on the roster on the scout team. Like, And it's like, take a guy who's different and can make you – know, they talked to Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like, yeah. okay, if you want to pay Teddy a lot of – you know, on a deal, fine. But if you want to go down there and get one of these young guys, there's some good quality players in this draft that are going to be good backups. And I think that they need to do that. I think that that's something that needs to be addressed in this draft. Nick, always love checking in with you. Thanks for uh, coming on today. Anytime, bud. Nick Baumgartner with us. Read him at The Athletic, theathletic.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Nick Baumgartner. That's our Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions.